to News9 Live podcast. I'm Neha. It's been 11 days since a manhunt was launched to nab fugitive Khalistani separatist leader Amritpal Singh. Despite the efforts of the concerned authorities, Singh has been able to evade arrest thus far. The Varis Punjab the chief was said to be hiding in Uttar Pradesh and has now reportedly escaped to Nepal. India has urged the authorities in Nepal to remain vigilant and prevent him from escaping to a third country. He's also reportedly been placed on a surveillance list. Now the entire episode has forced us to ask a few questions including why the situation was allowed to escalate to this stage and not dealt with firmly. To discuss this, I am joined by former DGP Jharkhand Nirmal Kaur on today's podcast. Welcome ma'am, thank you for being here. Thanks for inviting me to speak on this. Ma'am, to begin with, how did the situation with Amritpal reach a point where he was able to escape to Nepal despite the efforts of authorities in India? See, as uh, we've been following the media, we see that the case was mishandled right from day one. Uh, like you know, right even when they went to the thana with Guru Granth Sahib Palki, that Ajnala where they wanted to set free, get one person set free. Uh, you know, they are. Um, that's the day. You know, they started blackmailing the police and the government. and the establishment they went to the thana and they ghirad the thana nothing happened nobody was arrested nobody no case was registered nothing and their demands were given into like you know so they brought in a way the whole system on its knees by this blackmail or whatever they did you know by going to the thana and ghirading the thana that is again you know that was the first first sign of i mean first proof of weakness that the administration is weak in front of them and then that may have been i think that is most likely as everyone feels it is is because the government punjab government is perceived as very close to khalistanis uh, the elections themselves were funded by some khalistanis you know when the punjab elections took place and in that sequel they had already trained and prepared amrit pal singh somewhere in europe and russia and georgia we are told and then you know he was para dropped here in india just a few months ago he came here suddenly and he started carrying out his activities and he ran de eviction centers in the gurudwaras in the in place of de- amassing massive uh, you know cash of arms there he was g- g- collecting arms you know ak47s to double wood guns to all kinds of arsenal he was gathering collecting for the, obviously his intentions was not that of uh, improving the society but of carrying out some kind of uh, violence and uh, you know armed kind of this thing he wanted to oppose the government in an armed violent way and then you know that day when the situation was mishandled what happened after that is he thought he was the he was the king of the place he could do anything he could and finally when government decided to take some action because there was a lot of human cry and government came into a very bad kind of a thing and they sought centers help bjp also demonstrated at many places all the, the law you know the, it was so much against the constitution and it transpired it transpired that the first victim next victim of this this these amritpal singh type of movement could be punjab government itself so they sought the center self help of the center they had many capf companies and they chased him they tried to catch him and he ran away right in front of their eyes with despite such heavy cordon around the village running away itself is a question of uh, you know investigation that how did he slip away it was obvious that he had some you know some linkage somewhere and somebody helped him escape not only did he escape he also used the the, the other you know the many other khalistani outfits like babar khalsa and all their outfits uh, these outfits are old outfits and they have their uh, 
you know, kind of sleeper cells everywhere, you know, connections everywhere. Like he stayed one night in Kurukshetra. So uh, when he went to Kurukshetra, it must it is not that he met that lady Maljit Kaur for the first time. She was, must have been already their sympathizer and known to be a sympathizer and a very committed sympathizer. That he went to her house, stayed there, and you know, every time he's changing his uniform, his uh, you know, his uh, his uh, the way he dresses. Sometimes he's just like a Sikh, sometimes like a Hindu. In many ways, he dressed and he escaped. And uh, as uh, media reports we were following, they said first he went to Haryana, then to, to Uttarakhand, Uttar Pradesh, and finally to Nepal, he's run away. Not only that, the new development is that um, a threat has been issued in Punjab that all the Hindus will be right. massacred if, if you know, if, if Amrit Passing is encountered. So this is these are really dark days. You know, it reminds us of dark days of post-1984, those Bandhavana days, when it was a free-for-all and these terrorists were just, you know, getting people down from the buses and gunning them down, shooting just, you know, all masks, all the people who came down and they, you know, to strike terror in everyone's heart. This is the same thing that is being repeated now. They are trying to strike terror in hearts in, in all the Hindus in Punjab. Not only that, they are also trying, telling the government that the government is going to be totally helpless, not effective at all. So this is, um, I think this is largely the genesis, or at least if not the immediate genesis, the, um, this is how the situation developed and became so out of hand that the government is watching it helplessly. Punjab government has totally, you know, not been very alert and not in a very nice manner. In a, and this operation should have been very low profile, low key and effective. You know, by the time they woke up, it was already high in the media and anything which reaches the media, you know, the cutting edge kind of uh, blunts itself because then... Uh, and there, there are so many media is following you. There's trial by media. There's investigation by media. There's, you know, there's a, they are following you everywhere. Every your every small move. It, it, it uh, kind of cuts down your powers, cuts down your efficiency. You spend so much time, you know, warding off the, you know, the public glare which is coming, and that your real crime work, your real work of catching the criminal suffers. And um, here we are landed with this problem. But I don't think it is of that magnitude. Um, in the sense that we still cannot get a winning hand. Government can win it if their intentions are very, very serious. If they seriously want to have an upper hand, they can still win the situation and right. get Amrit Pal and his likes into the prison. Right. Were Amrit Pal Singh's comments on Khalistan, his private militia, the Anandpur Khalsa Forge, among other incidents, not good enough reasons to arrest him before March 18th? You know, What do we make of this sudden urge to arrest Amrit Pal Singh? It was because uh, I think the Punjab government feared president's rule. He, he was also called to the center and briefed. And also, you know, it is like riding a tiger. You let loose a par, unleash a par, and you are the first victim. I think they realized that if it goes any further, they are going to be the first victims of it. And they acted in self-defense in that sense that they were pushed to a corner and they had to act. This is my take on this. Right. Ma'am, in the past few days, you know, we witnessed protests by Khalistani supporters across the globe. Does this sort of not dent India's image and expose our mishandling of the serious security situation? This, this uh, their kind of propaganda with the diaspora is a very bad thing. You know, the diaspora, this, uh, it is not the entire Sikh community. It is just, you know, some people who are Khalistani sympathizers and their uh, propaganda is so high. Like we saw what they had did in UK, you know, came and hoisted the, took, took away the Tiranga. But then the other diaspora, the rest of the diaspora went and they had a very, uh, you know, they, they they hoisted the tricolor again and they had a lot of patriotic songs singing there and dancing there. So they, it, it countered it. 
But what I'm saying is that the uh, diaspora, Khalistani support among di- amongst diaspora is something which has to be handled. You know, it uh, it has to be handled in the sense that people have to be properly briefed about the situation back home, not the propaganda that they carry, which is believed. because their propaganda machinery is much stronger than the government propaganda and we as of now as government as establishment the stand on punjab and welfare of punjab which the government is really worried about that is not communicated to the diaspora of punjab origin i think that is the cause this is happening Ma'am, most people who joined Amritpal Singh were either drug addicts or former addicts, according to a report by the Print. Now the question Indeed. is that does this incident also shed light on why it is crucial to weed out the drug menace in Punjab, Amritsar, an area where you know successive governments have been have have seen little success? It is very clear that this movement, Khalistani and Kashmir movement, they both are heavily. I mean, they are they are they are they have been generated by. ISI in Pakistan and they are supported and carried out by ISI. Amrit Sal, Amrit Pal Singh is just a proxy. The way many other people in Kashmir and Khalistan are, they are just their uh, pawns, pawns in their hands. They are being operated. The real puppet masters sitting in Lahore or somewhere in ISI headquarters and guiding them. The problem is that um, we are, um, you know, when we get these people here, where these people are working, and everybody knew what is happening in the past six months. Baris Punjab, they everybody knew, and you know what they did is they made that guy a minister, a transport minister. He was the gentleman who had uh, gone to Lal Kila in that farmers movement. But in fact, farmers movement itself was a very worrying time. Right. You know that's why perhaps it was a worrying time in the sense that it had a lot of uh, support from abroad. Uh, you know, and Khalistani elements had infiltrated even that element, that uh, movement. So everybody was doing their own. Uh, पोलिटिकल एक्सीजेंसीज में कोई कोई सपोर्ट कर रहा था यू नो ऑल द पार्टीज इंक्लूडिंग द लेफ्ट पार्टीज एंड ऑल एंड दे फेल टू सी दैट दे एक्चुअली ऑल द मनी डिड यू सी द काइंड ऑफ कंस्ट्रक्शन दैट केम अप ऑन द हाईवे एंड यू नो लैक्स एंड करोड़ एंड करोड़ रुपीज वर स्पेंट हाउ दे वर फीसटिंग एंड वट काइंड ऑफ फूड एंड ड्राई फ्रूट्स एंड स्वीट मीट्स एंड यू नो द बेस्ट ऑफ फूड द बेस्ट ऑफ फ्रेंड्स ए सीज दे वर अवेलेबल फॉर दैट वन ईयर प्लस टाइम इन विच द खालिस्तान मूवमेंट आई मीन सॉरी the kisan movement the camps were laid out so that is also the time this is the all you know the isi is looking for all these you know fishers all the opportunities these opportunities and kisan movement provided them one those everybody knows that all the economists say that the laws which were being opposed were beneficial to the farmers but they found an opportunity they found a window and you know carried out false propaganda and uh, that is the the time you know they the, uh, as you said this arunpur khalsa forge and all these other other outfits that they were running amassing of uh, arms and all that could have been nipped in the bud but it was not a long time ago they should have been you are right there correct right. your final thoughts on an argument which is being put for why was no comparable action taken against those asking for a hindu rashtra hindu is a very generic term hindu is not a very parochial term or you know hindu what is hindu everybody who's born here is a hindu and you know in this land of sat hindu everybody who's born here is hindu hindu is more of a like you know hindu is just i think the whole mankind is born hindu if i want to become a christian i'll need to be baptized if i am a hindu i don't need anything i everybody is born hindu so hindu rashtra is is in a way you can say it's a very it's a very innate and very you know that's the way things are hindu rashtra is not an imposed concept if you want to be a muslim again there are certain things i have to do 
if i you know in hindu rashtra you are given freedom to be yourself whatever you are your natural self whatever your thoughts are whatever your own thinking is whatever you have derived from the circumstances so hindu rashtra is not a narrow concept hindu rashtra thing is not even a violent kind of movement it's not even asking for a particular way of life no hinduism asks for nothing you can do anything and you can be a hindu i mean i you you can be a gnostic you are a hindu you can believe in shiva you are a hindu you can believe in krishna you are a hindu you can abuse shiva and krishna together you can be a hindu you can be anything there's no concept of blasphemy in hindu rashtra there's nothing you can do wrong in hindu rashtra you're just allowed to be yourself and arrive at your own conclusions you can be agnostic you can be an atheist and you can still be a hindu so i think hindu rashtra is being not a narrow concept it is not um, i mean it doesn't require the kind of thing which other parochial and narrow concepts which divide humanity which are violent and lead to carnage and uh, you know uh, kind of you know society you know strife in the society hindu rashtra is not a concept like that so it doesn't uh, i mean your question that way is that hindurashtra it is not the, i mean it's nothing which divides the society so it is a good concept to have right ma'am i'll wrap up on that note thank you ma'am for joining me thank you all for listening